0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yesterday, we began our journey with Jesus to the cross with the reenactment of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the waving of the palms, and the singing and shouting of Hosanna to the King. Now, we are back outside of Jerusalem, back in Bethany, just a stone's throw away from where the parade and the march had taken place. Quite literally, it would be like an event happening here in Portland, and then leaving and going to Gregory, a distance of only two miles or so. John was packed into these 11 verses some rather important and poignant details that center around one question— How close are you to Jesus? Now, this is not a question of proximity, the distance of an arm's length, or the span of half a world, but instead a question of how close are you to the heart of Jesus? Besides Jesus himself, there are three central characters in this story, and we need to decide who we are. Mary, Judas Iscariot, the betrayer, or the crowd. The crowd form one character in this story, the mass of people who have come from Jerusalem to Bethany. We need to spend a moment with each of these three and see how we are like them, how we are dissimilar from them, And what our impressions of them are. We start with Mary. The portrait we have of Mary of Bethany is one of a close and intimate relationship. Intimate, not in a sexual image, but an image of a very close friend. Doing something that only a close friend could do. Mary's action of anointing Jesus feet and wiping them with her hair is an extravagance. And it's also something that we find quite strange in our culture. If we bring the image into modern times, it would be the equivalent of buying an old and dear friend, a gift that cost you 300 days worth of labor. A single denarius was a day's wage, so something around $60. Imagine giving a gift of perfume worth $18,000 and using all of it to anoint someone's feet. Extravagant? Yes. Wasteful? Yes a sign of love? Yes. Who are we extravagant with and why? Do we give extravagantly to anyone or do we hoard it away, never giving the gift of love to our friends when they need it, never giving to our friends precious things that might soothe or strengthen them? Are we extravagant with Jesus, with God? Or do we close our fists to God because God doesn't need our money or our time or our love? Do we dare to do great things, perhaps wasteful things, for God? Knowing that others might think us odd or might think us as putting our priorities all in the wrong places. When we do let go of something precious and give it to God, what do we say when we give it just as a gift of beauty? Perhaps we are more like Judas Iscariot. He does seem more practical, right? Waste not, want not. Isn't that what we're taught? If you want to give your gift away, let's give it to someone who really needs it. Doesn't some some nonprofit that builds homes need that gift instead of God? Imagine what $18,000 could do to supply our food pantry. Doesn't God want us to help the hungry? more than giving a gift to jesus perhaps we might even say if you give that gift to me i can keep it in trust for you i might use a little bit of it every now and then but i promise i will keep most of it safe you see judas was not concerned In reality with anyone other than himself i think one of the things that we can read into this text even though it isn't there is that judas was not only a thief but he misunderstood that the money in the common purse wasn't his perhaps and i'm speculating here Perhaps when giving alms to the poor or buying bread for the hungry, Judas would make the point of saying, Remember now, it's me, your pal Judas, who is giving this to you. Judas never understood that money can and does corrupt. Mary understood that breaking open that jar of perfume not only released a fragrance in the entire house, but it also released her heart to love Jesus more. Judas may have thought, however, that his fame could be advanced. He was in close association with Jesus. Perhaps it was, yes, hi. It's me, Judas. And by the way, here's my sidekick. Y'all know Jesus, don't you? Then there's the crowd who are coming because Jesus is there in Bethany at the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And they have heard the marvelous and mysterious stories about him. Lazarus is there, too, and perhaps the need to go and see, to trust but verify that he had been dead and is now alive, is part of the mob mentality. Sure, some may have believed all along, and others may have doubted and remained in doubt even after they saw Lazarus alive. Are we like the crowds who come, who want to see some marvel so we can believe? But even if we see and believe, we don't want to get too close or commit to anything too costly. Maybe we want to see what all the fuss is about. And perhaps even when we see this sight, we might still scoff and say, well... I wish I was that lucky. Lazarus has all the luck. Perhaps we are like some fans for various sports teams or for various players that when the game's going well, we're right behind them. But when the game is lost or maybe an interception is thrown, we tell others that, well, that player's a has-been. That team is all washed up. Maybe we want to see Jesus fail. Are we close to Jesus like Mary was? Can we give Jesus not only precious physical gifts, not only the gifts of our time, but can we give Jesus the intimate gift Of our heart. Are we seeking something like the crowd who has come? Can we quit marveling at the wonder. And begin to then marvel at God. To begin to worship God and to give thanks to him. Can we forego the naysayers. And instead say that we have come. And we believe, and now we stand with Jesus. Or are we like Judas, the betrayer, who can only turn to good acts of devotion or the good acts of others in devotion to our Lord into something wasteful, something sinful, Are we like Judas, constantly turning our noses up at the love others display for our Jesus while secretly stealing from the bountiful gifts he has received? Are we in close association, but far, far, from understanding the heart of Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.